Hi, I'm Sophie, and I haven't seen a lot of films. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. Surprise! Or maybe not, for, for me, to say that we were not meant to do any Halloween... Yeah, but I had to squeeze in one, didn't I, somehow? You did, you did. Yeah. And to be fair, it was my idea for this, so I don't know why I actually said anything. the idea, yeah, yeah in I the don't... first place. So, you know, you go on yourself to blame. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking of our listeners and the fact that, you know... The this will di- be a, like a wedding day celebration because this is when I'm planning on airing the episode. So this will be something to sort of remember the day by. <laughs> Don't try say that by this ghostly, horrible, scary film that we're going to be watching. That, that you un- picked. That I that picked. That you picked out from all the ones I put on the table and you systematically went through and going, oh, it's got Martin Freeman in. So I love Martin <laughs> Freeman. He's you. Well, he is you in love, actually. Well, the film we're going to be talking about if you haven't gathered from the title, it's ghost stories. First of all, I know I don't like anything with ghosts. So that that is like anything that's ghostly or spiritual gives me the heebie-jeebies. Because it's not like a man with an axe that you can lock your front door from. Or you can kill him if, you know, he's coming at you. Yeah. A ghost, really, what can you do? It's already dead. <laughs> well, that's true. I think that's why it scares me the most. Yeah. Something supernatural that you yeah. can't see and defend can't yourself control. from. Mm-hmm. What I, I get why the film is called it in this case, but it feels like there's so many. There's been like other f- films with this sort of similar title, like a ghost story, just ghost story, or that. It's <laughs> really like, original. It's, yeah, it's really hard to um, think of other names. It's like when they do like the Halloween films, and it's like they kind of just go, "Oh, it's Halloween." 2018 as opposed to like the first one which was like in the 70s or whatever and it's this kind of like tricky thing like they just keep re- re-releasing oh, this, this isn't a re-release for anything but it's just like a, a tricky title to nail down as to what it describes is. the film best mm-hmm. I guess but it doesn't sort of make sense in this this film because it's kind of regaling some stories that are ghostly wish me luck before I read the synopsis do you I've got the case here do you see anything peculiar about Numbers, help me. Um, teeth, I think. I don't know if they look like teeth to me. No, I meant the the writing. The writing. Yeah. The and title. Help me. Oh no, I wasn't even looking at that. I was looking too busy looking at the picture. I spelled something wrong. Stories. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why well, is it not spelled right? Because it says the brain sees what it wants to see. So on first glance, on the case, on this case, it's like a reversible mm-hmm. sleeve. But on first glance, you might not even see that thing. It just says ghost stories. But it's actually the the text is kind of disoriented. Like letters are mixed around on even on other bits as well. And the thing where it says based on the Olivia Award nominated stage show. That's Do you know that I'm dyslexic? So <laughs> why are you laughing? I, uh... I, no, no it, what, what it is, is I can still read that and not see the mistakes. Like... I'm one of those right. people that would okay. go... Based on the, I would I would think that that was a the, the 
and won't even probably blink at it. So they go, yes, that's a, a, so that I am. Escape. But you, without close inspection, you wouldn't initially go, oh, that's spelled wrong. No. No. I'd have known what it meant, so I'd have just, uh, yeah, my exactly. brain yeah. would have automatically yeah, yeah. just brain gone sees what it wants to see. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Read the little blurb on the back. Is that spelled right? That is, yeah. All right. <laughs> just for the better. <laughs> so, Professor Philip Goodman is a renowned skeptic of all things supernatural. Given the opportunity to investigate three unsolved case histories of baffling paranormal activity, he uncovers mysteries beyond his own imagination, each more frightening, uncanny and inexplicable than the last, leading to a nightmarish conclusion that forces him to question everything he once believed. It doesn't sound too bad at the moment. I feel like that's not that's vague. Mm. Purposely vague. But you're a bit of a... I don't know. I think you want to believe in ghosts, but you're one of those because you haven't seen it. You, I don't know how much it doesn't scare you, I guess. Well, that is right. I've, I've yet to really encounter... I like the idea of... An afterlife. Oh, no, no. I mean, I like want to see that actual, like, genuine proof that there is something there to make me really believe. Whereas if it's you mean easy... like Casper, though, or something like that? A no, nice mean, spirit? No, I don't mean little ghosts go, hello... Like, I mean, like something that's like, okay, that how do you explain that in a, in a way that's unearthly? But not something that's going to terrorise you, right? Like Babadook, well, no, you know. Or was it... No. Uh, Just see a ghost float by. I don't, I, I don't know what to... Oh, like a silhouette, like, or something. I don't mean actually physically see something. Like, oh. there has to be a spirit, like, there, like, with a face and everything. I mean, in something like... The kettle turns on randomly. Or something moves, or, you know, like I don't know. I think that's a load of shit. Right, but if there's something, ge- if you think there's something genuinely like a spirit there hanging around, going hee hee hee, look what I'm doing. I'm terrorizing you here. No, then... no, I, I don't think they move things. You're you're talking about just moments in time where a ghost is kind of just walking around because that's yeah, where they were last seen yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that, so I have no experience on that. I feel like that's more likely than, oh, look, a cup's moving and nobody's there kind of uh-huh. kind of thing. Okay. Or I think lights, sometimes when your lights are flickering, I feel like that's... But that's easy explained, isn't it? A ghosty kind of thing, sometimes. That feels like... That's just the bulb going out. Well, it depends. <laughs> and our kettle turns on, and I think that is a ghostly thing, because it happens in Having every house. It's happened in every it's house. It's just the electricity just tripping. No. What because the... we've had different kettles. There's something weird about it. You've heard it click. Yeah. And nobody's I don't, put it I don't think anything. I, yeah, but it doesn't boil. It just, it's just I just think somebody's like pressing the button. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone on for long enough. <laughs> this. Well, it's an extra long one. The one yeah. you wanted this. More fluff. <laughs> that you're going to cut out. Maybe, I don't know. Probably. Oh, Sophie's talking again. Cut. Cut. <laughs> you haven't got one editing it. Darling. And on that note, shall we... Crack on. Yep. Get scared. <sighs> Need some candy first. Right, we'll be back very soon. Ooh. So what are all these, where are these pictures from? 
they're from they're from all over. It's my research. Stuff that I find on the internet or books that I'm reading, stuff that I'm interested in. I'm just trying to understand certain things, so it's helpful to have all that stuff out so I can see it all the time. Or at least whenever I want to see it. If I don't want to see it, I can look over there. The thing that I don't want, I don't want people looking at me and thinking that I'm mad. Because I know what I saw. And that's the thing, I know that I'm tired. I'm so tired and I'm finding it hard to think straight right now. But, I mean, I want to talk about this. I want to find out about this, but I don't want people to think. I don't want people thinking that there's anything wrong with me. So, what did you make of ghost stories <laughs> from 2018? It was more scary than your attempt to a ghost. <laughs> well, I think that's to be expected. <laughs> Really. It, was, it was awful, Paul. All I'll say is that you were the one who picked out, so you, you've no one to blame but yourself. It was just... I don't know why I picked it. I, I don't know why I did. I think it was because of... Martin Freeman, like you said initially. Yeah. yeah. And it was an interesting watch. I will, I will give it that. It was. But there was times where, you know, like certain scary films, you know when this, the jump's going to happen because the music builds you up. Yeah. Like a typical You can cliche. kind of brace yourself. Yeah. Well, I brace myself. Like, I kind of... It gives me a clue. And I feel like this was a little bit like Blair Witch Project for me. Mm. With the sense of... Dread that's... Like, when's it going to come? Yeah, yeah, and you never knew. And obviously with the Blair Witch, it never came, which was absolutely infuriating <laughs> because I'd got myself so worked up the entire time. Yeah. I get that, yeah. Whereas this, they, they did come and they did scare the living shit out of me. One of them in particular, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was we'll the first encounter. And yeah. um, we'll premise this already before we get too deep into thing that there will be spoilers in this because I think this is kind of like it's it makes for a good experience to watch the film because it's got a twist. So therefore, I don't want people to be ruined by our discussion of it. So I do recommend mm -hmm. you go check it out beforehand. Come back to the episode and hear your thoughts, but. Yeah, we don't. I know we don't really do that enough, but obviously I don't know if many people are like oh, just stumbling across this True. and wondering like what's about, and then we go, oh, that sounds that's annoying. I wanted to experience, to experience that. It. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. So no, no. And now I'm the opposite. I won't get grumpy. I'd be like, oh, okay, that's exciting. I want to watch that now, and I'm intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. And I'd kind of like the fact that there would be a twist, and I'd be watching it, trying to see. So I would. Well, I don't know if I will watch this again or not because of how I felt afterwards. Okay. I definitely think this this definitely has repeat value. It because... does, but I'm just meaning because I was scared. Oh uh, yeah, no, I get I get that. Yeah, I just don't know if but, I could put myself yeah. through that again. Again, people's mileage may vary on how scared you get with the films, but you definitely this time because a bit like one Blair, Blair, which was which we covered in a previous episode that level of tension that you had when you were watching the like <laughs> it kind of made it more atmospheric for me to watch so there was this through the through this it was the sort of same experience again so it kind of improved it a little bit obviously i've seen it like through this would be the fourth time now i think so oh i'm so glad i improved your cinema viewing of this film you're welcome it was awful like i was I don't know why I get so hit up about it. Like, I need to... I, I, I'm sat there going, Sophie, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. It's on the TV. 
it's not real. And, 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 and I'm like, <laughs> but I'm still getting like, <sighs> and I feel like we should video me because bless him. Throughout this film, I did not shut up. Like, yeah, it's your coping mechanism to like just yabber on a little bit, or I was like, oh, it's, oh it's, don't go in there. Why, why are you going down that corridor or whatever? Those, those kind of things, which is that whatever it makes you feel comfortable to to relieve yourself from. I think next scared. Halloween, when we actually have a full Halloween session, mm. we should just record clippets. Oh, yeah, of a video me. or something. Yeah, it might be something we incorporate in. Yeah, I think we need to because the I think what I say, I just I'm like, no, why are you looking there? What are you doing? And then hell no is is one, <laughs> and I have to do that because otherwise I I don't know if I could cope, and I don't know how you're just sat there deadpan, nothing's phasing you. You're just like watching it. I know what you're saying, but I think it's kind of sort of phased out of me a little bit in terms of cause I've seen so many <laughs> horror films now, and like I say, I know when sort of the cues are coming for oh here comes the jump scare type of thing it's gonna even if they try and fake you out with like a uh oh, it's a refre- reprieve and then there's like a really long pause before it comes it's like a like timing of like when is it gonna catch you off guard but a good example of recent horror film i went to see without you, cause yeah, you because yeah because that would have <laughs> yeah, freaked me yeah. out because i'm the most smiliest person ever yeah and um, the film is it's called smile there seems to be a lot of mixed reviews i'd say some people really think it's it's great i personally don't think it's all that really it's it was kind of disappointing really what i experienced like it's certainly in the cinemas nobody like jumping out the street so made a sound when there was the jump scares going on so i don't <laughs> know what that tell you had me in the cinema they might have done <laughs> yeah but there were the kind of few and far between to be honest it's kind of like, almost like these fake out type Ones where it's like, oh, you think there's going to be something and then it kind of cuts to something else. Mm. It's like, yeah. And there's a lot of other things that annoyed me about it. But yeah. but also the length. Like, yeah. I thought that was quite comical because I always bang on about a film being like an hour and a half and you actually came home and I don't know if I'm rubbing off on you. You were like, it was too long. <laughs> it, no, for what it was, it really was. It could have been shortened down to an hour and a half, but it was like near going off two hours. And it's like, I know it's more like a drama more at the back end of the film was mm. more like a detective thing like oh what like gotta find out the people who like, where where the source of this curse was coming from and all that stuff but anyway it's this 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 there's still i think that's why i kind of like watching horror films because it's almost like a trying to find that diamond in the rough of like a, a horror film that does really scare me do you know who you are Go on. bob's burgers you're louise you know, the little girl that don't get scared and everyone's, like, having to try to scare you. Like, you can literally scare anyone because you... I swear to God, you're a ghost because you float, because you don't hear you coming at all. Mm. Like, are you already dead? And that's why it doesn't scare you. I don't know. But it's one of those things where I don't think you'd be scared that easily. In certain circumstances, I think I think I would, in real if, life yeah, it would be. Yeah, more so. But, but... watching something, I think it's, yeah. that's the principle, whereas yeah. I'm... Mine is the anxiety. I know that sounds really daft. It's the build-up, it's the tension, it's the waiting. And then it's like a, oh, they're going to scare me now. And then they're like, oh, they haven't. And then I'm like, well, when? And that's the bit. It's the, when's it coming now? I know something's coming, but when? And that's when I get, like, really het up. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I'm doing or what my face is doing. or And I'm kind of clinging on to you, and I think that makes Mm -hmm. you 
somehow enjoy a film yeah, more because yeah. I'm absolutely petrified. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I mean, this one I still think really kind of holds up in its own right with how it's it's told with the story and, and everything. But I think, as I've seen it more now, I think it starts off strong and then sort of dips in terms of like the, the case studies of the three stories. Almost like an anthology film this is. But the first one is probably the most typically scary mm-hmm. then it kind of gets less and less as i see it really but i don't know about you obviously we yeah. know that because i screamed yeah you screamed a couple of times but one occasion yeah, yeah. the yeah. loudest scream yeah. that i think i've done to a film yeah definitely yeah but we'll start from the beginning of the okay. film of course which is like this was it um like eight, eight millimeter camera footage mm-hmm. i think like the old recording yeah. System of like this, this young boy who's in this bar mitzvah and stuff. And it's kind of like telling the story of like this, what seems like a disapproving father of his daughter who's marrying, like, I guess, a Muslim or something. Yeah. Kind of like that. So it's kind of like a little bit of a backstory on our main character's psyche, I suppose. Like, and we always come up from you know, maybe like an abusive relationship in his family. And it's more focusing on careful what you believe. And obviously, like, the Jewish belief is plays part of that in this part of the story at the beginning the ideals behind things seems broken but also even just before then stepping right to the beginning oh the very yeah the very beginning the (laughs) black screen and heavy breathing and the dripping of the water Hmm. like that's freaky as old and that made me feel like my breathing was going weird is that stupid i mean here's something like really out of breath and like Hmm. it was just i was feeling already anxious and kind of like heavy from that, mm-hmm. and then you kind of see abusive father figureish yeah. towards his child's, and it's just like okay, so we've got his character, and I didn't know if he was going to be the lead all the way through or how it was how this story was going to pan out, mm-hmm. and I didn't know obviously you saw ghost stories, I didn't know how they were going to be all linked together if that makes sense to yeah. be able to be kind of is somebody just encountering loads of ghost stories, but it's kind of. He's a non-believer. Yeah, really. he's skeptic. Yeah, because he's calling out all these TV psychics on this psychic cheats. Straight away knew. Series. I straight away knew. I saw this person on the stage going, "Oh, I've." Is there a oh Jimmy that... or whatever his name was? Oh. Yeah, something like that. I know, I know, I know. I say this story all the time. Mm. I know I do, but that is my worst nightmare. I believe some people can do it, and it is real. But don't get me wrong. There's fakes out there. There's fakes in everything, yeah. sadly. But I do believe there is some people out there that generally can speak to... How how would you decipher that as, as facts? Like, oh, right, you are definitely talking the truth here. Is it something like there was really close-knit or some, there's no way you've got an earpiece, you know, feeding information like on a TV show where that could definitely be staged because obviously there's people literally behind curtains I think it'd be doing that in a sound room. Somebody came... If I, I know my mum's been to one of them before and she hasn't written anything down, nothing. Mm. They didn't know her. She hadn't said anything. And they did say about her mum coming to the front and there were certain things that they knew that nobody would know in our family. So I feel like that makes it more legit. And I think that's when I would believe, (laughs) believe it. Yeah. As in if somebody had like passed on my side and came through then you believe it and you know that you haven't written anything down on a piece. If you're right, having to write your name and what's happened and who you're wanting to come and speak to you, that to me then 
would ring alarm bells that you yeah, thought. Yeah, hang on a minute, yeah. And obviously, I used to, to, well, I went once, and then this petrified me for life. And I think this is where my scare has come from. With this kind of stuff. With ghosts. Yeah. And yeah. I think when I was younger, I did see a little girl ghost. Hmm. She used to peek over my bed. Why are you laughing? I don't know. Just a little vision of like a... Yeah. Hello. And I, <laughs> and I shit myself. I I don't know, it just seemed very obviously not funny at the time. No, it wasn't. And there has been, in, in his old house, definitely for me, I've had things where, I don't know if you've ever felt like somebody behind you, like a presence behind you. No, I've lived in that house with you before we moved into this one, and no, I didn't really. I mean, obviously it was really old, like from Victorian type era yeah. type of thing and all that kind of stuff, like really old, but... I never really got a sense of like a ghostly presence mm. thing. I think maybe because it's thinking you're saying this, I kind of want something to happen, and therefore it's not going to. I don't know. It's and there used to be a works. man that used to walk down at the bottom of the steps. Yes. But mm. your mum, she's a bit like me. Yeah, she has vibes of she can't go into certain places. She's like, oh no, can't go in that room or wherever. There's something there. I don't know what it is. I guess and it's just a feeling. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It really is. And. She didn't tell us until we moved out of that house that she didn't like going in that house. Hmm. It was a landing. Yeah. That freaked her out. Yeah. Okay. So, if you think about it that way. So, we were talking about poltergeists. I don't think, like, that to me doesn't scare me. Hmm. A spirit or something like that that's going to come and harm you or pop up or whatever Hmm. or a memory. That is freaky for me. That's my worst nightmare. And I don't know why. I just think, well, what can you do? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. So, he obviously, he doesn't believe in psychics. He thinks they're frauds. He's got his own show. He's kind of trying to point the finger at everybody, saying, you're all fake. This isn't real. I think he must think once you die, you die. And that is it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone's beliefs are different. He really is a sceptic on this. He doesn't believe anything. Sceptic, yeah. Sceptic. Sceptic. Yeah. yeah. And what I found interesting in this one is on this watch was the fact that he's it looks like he's in like a typical like documentary style thing where he's kind of like talking mm. to the camera that's only at the beginning part of the film yep but there's more there's more sense to that later on but it's almost like you know that you think that maybe on the first watch you might be thinking oh this is this is going to be how the format is it's kind of like mm. a talking to the camera to explain the situation when he's going through these uh, discovering these these stories that he gets Yes, ask to because uh... it is quite different the way that they go along to be fair the stories as well mm-hmm. like you're saying with the documentary style initially when he's talking to the camera then you kind of see the first story pan out he's not really in that whereas the second story is kind of talking more to the boy and the situation and then you kind of see the story a little bit the third one is completely different again well it has to be hasn't it you've got to keep it interesting it's not yeah. just what I don't know is to Obviously, this is based off a stage production, so it's obviously made for film. Mm. This is. Um, I don't know as to whether how the structure would work on stage, and there must be some obviously like visuals, like in the background or something. But whether it's just like a round table yeah. discussion where it's like just swapping stories, like you would like around a campfire type of thing for that. It could so work, yeah, yeah. So for that, but obviously this has it gives a more cinematic approach to like you being in situations. You like you go track down these people that lives in various locations and stuff. Would you do that? Would you like? Well, purposely go to someone and interview them about like 
with your level of intrigueness of some ghostly kind yeah, of encounter. Yeah, I mean, encounter. I do listen to, like, there's things, plenty of things on YouTube or anything where you, that you know, people have posted up or, like, ghost stories or things they've encountered and stuff. And it kind of sounds intriguing to think about, really, like, or their experiences with that, what it's like... I couldn't. Like, I love October, and I know we're getting married in October, obviously. This is why we're doing this one Mm -hmm. for you guys. Yeah. But ghosts, for me, are a big, big no-no. I'm not going to go seek it. I'm not going to go out of my way. Like, Mm -hmm. you wanted to go to Bowling Hall, which is like an old manor house, and there's certain rooms where they just feel creepy as, and you, you can sleep there for a night. You pay to sleep there, by the way. You don't just get, you know, it for free. And it's like, why the hell would I pay for that? I wouldn't last. I really would. I wouldn't last. I'd be like a white drip by the end of it. I would. It doesn't dream me to do that. Maybe at some point. But I think it would be completely by myself. Oh, I'd, I'd take somebody else with you who wants to go with you. But not me. Yeah, but anyway. I love you, but not that much. <laughs> now, what I started noticing about this as well through this watch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you kind of noticed that the spaces where he's interviewing these people, it's all empty, pretty much. Like the first story being in a like uh, a yeah. Pub. There's nobody else there. Yeah, there's nobody. No, I just not even the bar person. He was a landlord, and it had closed. Right. Like literally, when I first saw that, I thought he'd closed his pub or something, yeah. or it was not open yet. Mm. Yeah. That's what I okay. took from yeah. that. But, but yeah, you're but right. More the but more the fact there's the numbers that kind of kept appearing. Mm-hmm. Now I'd, I did I, say that to you, didn't I? Like, what, why is the Prominent, it's like, I can't quite remember that actually. On thing, but it does come back in later in the film. Yeah. So there's more of that around. And so when we, he's talking to this guy, this is probably the more typically scary story because it's like in a is this this night watchman called Tony Tony, Tony yeah. Matthews. Yeah. This, I think it's a correctional facility or this one area that he's looking out at for some reason. I don't know. I can't. I, what he's actually guarding. Is is a bit questionable because it does look like run down and derelict. So. Yeah, I don't really know why he's there. To be fair, I'd be like, "There's no point in me doing this job. It's pointless. There's nothing here. It's a pile of shite. Yeah. I'm not guarding it." It's a bit like um, the you don't know the the game or anything. I haven't really played. I've just seen people on YouTube play, but it's um, like Five Nights at Freddy's, which is like a similar thing where you're a night watchman. It's a banded like Chuck E. Cheese place where these animatronic monsters kind of roam in the. <laughs> the, the corridors and stuff, and you've got to be keeping sure that they're not, you know, breaking into the security room or whatever, and that's part of the game. And it's sounds horrific. Yeah, you take it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know I would because I'd eat, that was like one of the things that jump scared me because it's more in- immersive than I'm always more scared by it. Yeah, because if it's like first person, but anyway, it kind of has that aspect to it. So, um, but he is, I don't know, with with Tony, he seems quite caged. He seems to have a lot of things kind of troubling him. His wife's passed away and died of cancer. His daughter is in hospital for five years with, like, locked home syndrome, where she's, like, kind of in herself, but she's still alive and breathing. And bless him, all he's got really is is, his job, which is just to sit on his bum for a night and Mm -hmm. get paid. And he's been doing it for, like, 30-odd years or something like that, and it's been fine. Yeah. But the last night when he's about to retire or one day left till retirement yeah he it decides to go to pot with it yeah lots of people have left and said they can't handle it handle it because and that would be me i'd be like nope this place is flipping freaky i'm off i wouldn't be staying around but 
it starts with like the walkie talkies. Obviously, he's got somebody across the way, yeah. and they're crackling a bit, and that's getting. And then like the radio, I do feel like that sometimes is. And then the lights were going a bit as well. And then obviously, whatever this thing was, was pulling out the fuses of the lights yeah. and such. So it's like, oh, I have to go and investigate down yeah. the corridor and everything. And then you look in and thinking, right, okay, how did they get pulled out? Yeah. You pop them back in, and then he goes again, and there's like this claw mark. hand mark. Yeah. So you know something's messing around. Mm-hmm. Awful when it is on the walkie-talkie, and it's a creepy-ass girl's like voice. Ugh. Yeah, like there's a daddy or something like that, or something oh, like that. God. Yeah. No. Yeah. Literally, like, I always do worry, like, if we ever have a child's... <laughs> Because of me thinking that that little girl appeared and it was a ghost at the bottom of my bed. That's going to happen. I swear to God, it'll get a pillow chucked at it or it'll get punched in the face. <laughs> I really will because I'll be that petrified. And so my kid will just stand there and I'm like, boom. And he'll be like, I'll be so scared. Mm. And then I know it sounds bad. And I used to have a thing with dolls. So dolls creep me out. Pot dolls. Sophie doll, you know the story of the Sophie doll? Yeah, yeah. I don't need to go back into it. No. Dolls are freaky, though. They are, and it's the eyes, because they don't blink. And then they talk to you, and they shouldn't, and you take the batteries out, and they still talk to you, and then that's just, like, chucky. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it's just freaky. Yeah, so I've had a lot of things where little girl things have scared me. I think it is the cliche. I don't know when I actually really started with the whole genre, but that's, like, a a trope, almost, like, the little... Scary girl, ghost but I don't think you realise how much they scare me. Like, well, I did when this one. Cause <laughs> this is the one that you would scream. I think like next door probably heard and thought what was going on. I like, was like, literally, I didn't realise the jump scare on that. Yeah. What did you do? Because I didn't even look at you, but I didn't realise. I think it was like. <laughs> just shake, because I think you were like leaning into me or something, and you kind of just <laughs> leapt out of your skin. I did. I really yeah. did. Like, I could tell she was going to be a girl because I could see, like, the hint of yellow. Yeah, this little yellow raincoat and everything, yeah. And then I did think of it. it yeah, yeah. came Similar into my head. Thing, yeah. 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 And then, obviously, she was lurking around in the shadows for quite a while and it went on. Well, for me, it yeah, felt like a lifetime. It did, yeah. And it's obviously got those tricks where it's, you know, like, oh, the mind plays tricks on you, which is, again, sort of what the, the film's kind of going on about. The brain sees what it wants to mm. see. And you in the dark and the shadows, you think... Oh, what's that making out? And it's like it's just a mop and a bucket that's it's yeah. made out to look like it's a somebody in the bed or and I'm quite imaginative. The, the mannequins and stuff from the sheets and stuff. Yeah, I do that a lot. I, I, my brain is very overactive. Yeah, I don't think you probably are as much as me. It used to be when I was a lot younger, when I was more impressionable. I think. But oh, you're saying I'm youthful and still impressionable? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, she. Obviously, looked at the mop, thought that that was her. And then she came out of nowhere, Paul. I swear to God, I didn't see her coming. Like, I don't know if you actually saw when, the point of when she was on her way. She just felt like she just arrived. Mm. And that's Well, what... again, just made you jump scare because you like the dimly lit torch flashing mm. around in the darkness. And that's like just going to shock you, isn't it? You, we do it all the time. Or anybody, you know, you're caught off guard when you're walking around somewhere with a torch in the darkly lit area and... Mm. That might occur. It's like, oh, I didn't think you were there or something or whatever. The sort of moments occur. But she was flipping life. creepy. And then, this bit I have a question. Mm. What on earth is with the finger in the mouth? That, uh, uh, 
made me feel yeah. sick. I can maybe get to that later on in the okay. film. Yeah, but just that, come back to that. Yeah, that put, put creeped me out. Yeah, I yeah. like. Mm. Yeah, there is a reason behind that, but yeah, just it's more apparent. I was yeah. not okay with it, and she looked like a long. Do you remember spaghetti dolls? No, I don't. They no. like had spaghetti hair and had long limbs. Okay, and she was a long limbed like really? spaghetti. I thought she just looked pretty normal. No, she looks really to, well, when her to, arm to went some up, extent, yeah. up to his mouth, and it's like you're meant to be a little girl. How yeah. can your arm and your finger mm. go in his throat? It felt mm. like she was just getting longer. Mm. It's like so we had to actually have a pause there. Yeah, there was a cup of tea. Moment, I was like, I, I, my sugar has dipped. I need a cup of tea, and I think we had a biscuit or something. No, mm. I think we we had some form of chocolate or yeah, something yeah, yeah. to pop me on because I was yeah. like, and then I was like, shit, that's like not even half an hour. Through, <laughs> we've got two more. What am I gonna do? <laughs> Luckily for me, the first one was the scariest, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'd got it yeah. out of the way. Yeah, obviously, I don't know if that's scary because I'm scared from shit like that, <laughs> or if it's just it was more scary. The build up was, yeah, no, definitely did that. It was did a good job of, of creating that atmosphere and everything that works. Mm. That is definitely for me the also the strongest story of the lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, but then comes you don't really know what happens. It kind of like cuts back to mm. them and having the discussions. Like, oh well, after that, I left my job and I went to go see my daughter in the hospital. And he says, like, you should probably go if you've got any family and stuff like that. You should do the same. You know, that kind yeah. of like thing. So you get then get a shot. And sorry, I think it's about going to the church, wasn't it? Sorry, I might get these mixed oh, up yeah. a little bit. So it goes to the the, the church. Where after he like he re- felt reformed and like oh a new lease on life really essentially to go and see his daughter and then the priest says go and see your family sorry I'm getting my things mixed up there and then he Philip Goodman he goes to see his father in like uh, an old folks home or whatever and eerily enough that's also kind of empty as well I just thought he was in his room again I'm making yeah. a point all these shit excuses yeah. aren't I yeah. but I just thought he was in yeah. his room in yeah. an old people's home. Yeah. I do think that is quite cruel, though, the way that we treat our elderly, to be yeah. fair. I feel like Japanese culture and any other kind of culture, apart from, like, the UK, treat them with their elderlies with a lot more respect. Mm. I think there's retirement homes in the States and stuff. But, yeah, yeah, but they're better. Yeah. <laughs> they're not just, like, sat there. Like, they've got activities and fun things mm. to do, yeah. so... Yeah. It... So, so then we get to the second case, study, story, whatever. So luckily for me, I'm doing all right when I come to this one. Simon. Yeah, Simon. He, he plays a very good role. He does look like he's absolutely lost his shit. He's like completely psychotic. Yeah, I pointed out to you, did had you remembered him from that TV series, The End of the Fucking World? <laughs> and I, I don't think I gelled with it. But he's kind of like similar kind of like nervous disposition character in that as well. He's apparently he's a lot more shaken up in this film, but he's kind of his he, eyes are he like, has that nervousness about him. I don't know how he does it, like how he must not feel emotionally drained after portraying that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, know. I get that, yeah, absolutely, yeah. There was an interesting encounter though in this one for me when he actually went to go see Simon. Obviously yeah. he's a teenage boy. Yeah. And his mum and dad are very like I don't know now, actually thinking about it, is he thinking of himself with this, with his parents in the kitchen? Yes, and 100%. Yeah, so sort of getting to more spoiler if territory now because it's all more coming into light because yeah. 
obviously you weren't probably seeing this the first time watching this, but when he's um good Goodman's going like up the stairs and he's looking at a photo and there's like a tunnel and these two school kids and he's kinda of like a hmm, that's weird kinda of. It's when he goes up to the other flight of stairs yes. that then I think, oh, okay, is he now becoming a believer because he sees something? Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was then that the boy knew that something lived upstairs and that was the issue. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was going to go down that path. Right. Or if he was actually getting a bit trippy out himself. Because mm-hmm. you don't see the, the parents in the kitchen. They've got their backs Oh, turned. they're freaky. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And then the door just shuts. Yeah, yeah. And then it's... So can... how did they do that? Because they were just yeah, yeah. and then yeah. when they knock on the door yeah, not um, kind of... but they're yeah. not. There's no actual speaking. Mm-hmm. So with this Simon's room is built up of all these weird ash drawings, like satanic yeah. demons and stuff. I went through a spell when I was little that I obviously Christianity really screwed me over. That I would not wear red because of the devil. I was only little and this mm. really lovely dress, and I wouldn't wear red. Because it was like, oh, the devil will come and get me. So I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't wear red. And obviously I've grown out of that. So I don't really believe in a man with horns and being a devil. Yeah. That that's not so this didn't scare me as much. Yeah. 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 I was okay with it. Okay. It wasn't obviously the atmosphere was still scary because obviously he's in a car. In the dark. In the dark, yeah. in a woodland area. Well, first of all, why would you? Like, why would you? You just if you if I knew I was going to a party and I had to drive through that forest at night, I'd either get myself home early, mm-hmm. or I'd be st- staying at that person's house. Or lastly, I just would not be going. So it's his own fault, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's driving without a license because he, he failed his test and everything, and he's got all these other mm. things that his dad says that like, calls him out on when he's on the phone with him. He keeps calling him. He's obviously like overprotective parents. But it's the pressure of being perfect that yeah. as well. It's yeah. that, like, you haven't done this right, you haven't done that right. And imagine if somebody's just constantly beating down on you, how are you meant to grow? How can you no, be a better person? And you're just going to lie because you don't want to be a failure? Exactly, yeah. That's why it kind of gives the impression that coming across that he's really shaken about, like, oh, don't want to fail my parents and everything like that. You've got to be... Yeah. There is a funny part which does make it light-hearted in the room as well when he says about all his pictures mm. on the wall. Yeah. Is sooty and sweep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and amongst all the... Yeah, when you don't want to look at imagery. all of that, yeah. you'll look at sooty and sweep, and then he'll be fine. Yeah. And I did think that was quite cute. It showed that he is still quite an innocent boy at heart. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, but I think this was another moment where it did give you, like, a scream moment. Yeah, because it was like I was, I, I was yet again doing my talking through this, <laughs> yeah. and obviously, there, I think there was two times it scared me. Hmm. So I was like, right, okay, we're driving, we're driving. It's building up, building up, and I'm like, right, when's this thing coming? And then obviously, it lands on the bonnet, like in front of him. Yeah, like he and he runs, runs it, it over. Yeah, which is scaring himself because that's that could easily happen in real life if you're distracted on your phone and you're yeah. driving in the dark. You could easily hit something like a deer or even a person or whatever. So. so I don't know if I screamed, screamed at this point. Not as loud as I think that you startled. You were like, ah, like a <laughs> like a Tina, <laughs> yeah, moment by it because it's like again. It, but there was no build up with that as such because no. it was like just nat- like a natural driving, as I say, that could happen to anybody really. But then it was the fact this bit annoyed me. Mm. So it obviously then was trying to drive away because he realised it was like this demonic kind of man with horns and 
mm-hmm. weird ass body, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably Just a typical, word. Typical. There's a word for it, but I can't remember it. Mm. So he's driving, he's doing a hit and run. And then you can hear like his car breaks down, his lights are going, it's everything's going off on one end. He's like, yeah. shit, I'm going to be stuck here now. And you see the demon like power running, like a boom, yeah, boom, like boom. in like first person perspective of it running. Like it. And then he's sat in the car and he's trying to get his signal and he's going like this. And They're I'm thinking, going, this is fucking O2. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was funny because I'm with O2. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, the signal isn't great sometimes when you're like in the middle of nowhere. I think it's, it's the worst network. I'm not saying that. And he's like trying to get a signal and everything and then he gets back in the car and I'm thinking, he wasn't that far away. He would definitely have been hit by this thing now. Or and, the thing come at him, yeah, at yeah. this point. Yeah. And I was getting really annoyed because it was like, this is not logical. He would have got hit by now. And then I was getting anxious because, why hasn't he been hit? Where's he going to come from? And getting all hit up again. Yeah. And I can't even remember how he appeared. The, the back door of the car opens and it's almost like, you know, he's getting in the passenger seat. Oh, type hell no. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Where he says, like, uh, there's a moment where it says, stay. And he's like, fuck that! And runs, oh, yeah. Yeah, runs yeah. out, which I think you would exact, exactly do that when you yeah, yeah. say that exact statement. Yeah. Well, like, or anybody would have. I think the thing is, so well, no, quite funny. I think some people go like into shock. shock yeah. And, and I, I think that's the thing, like, when we were watching the initial one, he never ran away. He was like investigating, going, looking down and seeing what the noise was. And I'm like, just leave it. I'd just lock my door and stay in my room. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be trying yeah. to go and figure out where she was. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, no, I'll just stay yeah. here. Yeah. And then, obviously, with the car one, yep, he's in your car. You're going to run mm-hmm. and run as fast as you can. I'm not going to stay for a demon to possess me or whatever. Even though, to be fair, he could have, at the speed that he was running, he could have caught up with him anyways. Yeah, exactly. And then there's the tree demon thing, whatever appears, which I think is just more like again a pretty a trick of the dark, really, for in, in that circumstance to try and represent that. Because mm-hmm. shortly after that, Goodman then goes to investigate the area where that happens. It's kind of like a fallen tree or something. So that's probably just what occurred. It was just a tree that had fallen down or something on it, and that's what he thought it was because he was so shaken up by the fact of that. It's easy though to to be like that and to trick yourself in the dark like i was getting kind of like thinking when i was sat there like getting worried like what if something scary comes into our house (laughs) and all of that and i was getting het up again about Mm -hmm. well we're opening up this kind of scariness bubble and then my head goes into over Mm -hmm. active brain weirdly i slept all right i thought despite all this yeah i did have a weird dream though Mm -hmm. i don't remember i said we had a cellar yeah, you we do. Don't don't have we had all the extra space or something, yeah. Yeah, but they were lit, and there was all this alcohol for you, and then the candles were lit, but we didn't realise there was a cellar, and they looked like they'd been lit for ages. Really bizarre dream. Mm-hmm. So obviously it messed me up somehow, but not as bad as Babadook. No, Babadook. I saw him when I went to bed, but I don't know if that's because he was climbing on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. While she was in bed, I don't know if that's <laughs> literally because that was what that it makes, was. Yeah, because. <laughs> Maybe if I'm in a woods next time, I might feel scared <laughs> of a tree. We'll see. <laughs> uh, and there's more of the hints of like uh, where he's Goodman's getting a bit more like wary about stuff now because he mm. kind of sees himself in the reflection of his own car. Yeah, when he's getting into it. It's like, what doesn't? What's why is it like a ghostly apparition of no, thing? I took that as 
at that point, while I was watching it, without knowing the twist, mm-hmm. that he was thinking he'd become that old man that was sent him on these cases. That's how I took it. Right. Okay. What is your theory? But well, you mean from the, from the first time? You from mean... the first time watching, I thought he was thinking he was coming the old man because he was starting to believe that this um, was true. That's I don't, how I, I took don't, it. I don't really know. I think he was just just more succumbing to situations and it was just like a, something that was going to happen to him in the future, I guess. It was probably like he's, he was just going to become a ghost. He was going to die and look like... Because obviously that's where he was. That old man looks really old, and I just thought maybe he's like he looked like he was on death doors, Mm. didn't he? The old man Mm -hmm. that sent him on these three cases that he was, he looked up to him, and then he's like, "Oh, this is my future. This is Mm. where I'm going to get to." Okay, right, yeah. That's that's how I took it. Okay. And now we get to case number three. He's a dick in this. Mike Priddle or Martin Freeman? Yeah. Obviously, we're not saying the ending, but I'm happy with how it kind of somewhat ends because. Martin Freeman becomes lovable, hmm. which I can't. I can't see him as a bad character, and I just feel like he's a bit obnoxious and a bit of a snob. He's posh and got it all, hmm. and he's wearing a tweed like coat and a flat cap kind of. Mm-hmm. But I think he does for what he does in this film. He, he he's he's really a strong. Oh yeah, char- um, act, actor anyway. Because I mean, obviously, he's he's had great success from. Obviously, the early days in like the office and stuff. He's brilliant. He's he can't fault there. him, and he's he 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 portrays it really well because you actually end up hating him, mm-hmm. which is hard because I I normally adore him. Mm-hmm. So it shows how much of a good actor he is to mm-hmm. to make you feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. But the story itself that he retells is it, I feel like he's probably the weakest really for what in terms of what's trying to be scary. In terms of how, especially coming back to it now, knowing what comes, and it's like, eh, not not so well, strong. Yeah, because he shoots himself. I'm not. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual his his poltergeist experience in the this big house that he has with the dripping tap. Because we kind of come back to that leaky mm. tap situation, mm-hmm. and then it's obviously his wife's pregnant, and it's taking her a while to get pregnant. Yeah, so she's in the hospital. And there's kind of like a, a thing of like indication of like a ghostly thing going on because almost like a premonition of like what's occurring, really. Yeah. And obviously she's got a demon baby that's ripping her in two, basically. And then he's taking over at the same time as ripping her mum apart the mm-hmm. house. Is that kind of the logic? Um, I think so. It's just more like the fears of, you know, like the, the, there's there's various themes in through, through the film with these stories. Obviously it's you know, like say from the first one you know the guilt of not being around for your family members who are suffering more than you are you know like not spending time with them the the boy ones more i think are to do with you know how having a bad childhood really and just dealing with that i think as well with that is more honesty possibly yeah like if you more truthful and honest you'd go to heaven if you lie and sin then you're going to go to mm-hmm. hell maybe mm-hmm. it's more like that kind mm-hmm. of religious Aspect, I suppose. Obviously, because we do start off with a Jewish the faith, yeah, faith. of that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure on the all aspects of the Jewish faith and what's whether it's similar, how similar it is to Christianity or mm. anything like that. But with this story, I feel like it's it's more of about the fears of spending too much time you know, on your, your work life than you are involved with your family, and that kind of really affects things. And if you, obviously, if you have family, of course. Mm-hmm. 
relying on you, I suppose, and you're not there for them. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because I know, like, sometimes work-life balance isn't great, but you Mm. need work to provide. Yeah. And you need... To catch 22, really. Yeah, Yeah. it's awful. It really is. And But obviously, I think theirs is more greed. They don't need all of what they've they've got, like, you know, to get by. They've got... There's... Well, that's, that, then... that's it, because he wanted a baby, he says, from the get-go, and she was like, no, I want to be top-tier manager, whatever, yeah. of the business before we even have to think of that, really. So it's it's all that kind of thing. And then obviously it's like the time's running out to get up the corporate ladder or whatever. So it's like you need to do a surrogate thing or something. to. So that's, again, like yeah. the, the, the time of slipping away in to do these things is that's more the horror aspect of it, really, I think. And it's it's just a manifestation of, like I say, this call that he got about his wife giving birth and, like, basically ripped her apart from you know, doing childbirth. So it's... But you should not want to have a child, <laughs> is it? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's but scary, that does but... sound, obviously, a lot more olden times than nowadays, I would say. It's not as common that that happens. I suppose, but not to say it can't. No, no. Not occur, but... And yeah, so then it ends up story, story with like just what seems randomly like just taking a shotgun to his head and like what were you taken aback by? Yeah, <laughs> well, I was like, what the hell? Why, why are you killing yourself? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this seems a bit strange now. It's seeming yeah. a bit all yeah. weird. Yeah. And then we're flashing back to him in the house again, where we thought he was dead, and obviously then it shows his wife screaming. She was a bit scary when she came in because obviously yeah, yeah, it had the cot. Bit, yeah. And it had like the poltergeist kind of movements of things. She, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was that was a bit I think I did jump. Mm-hmm. I'd got a little bit more steady yeah. away at that yeah. point and didn't scream. Yeah. And and maybe that bit where there's like a oh, mysterious figure in the distance and then suddenly turn around and look back and it's I like doom like appears out of nowhere kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I absolutely hate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And so from all this, he's probably like Goodman's like, oh my god, what the hell just happened? And then he goes back to Charles Cameron, who he who was in, you know enlisted these solve these cases. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is all this is all bullshit, really. And there's like this is where like a twist of things comes into play with with everything with Goodman's whole storyline, and it reveals that well the character Martin Freeman, old takes off the the prosthetics i don't know if you you just took that as just like old man makeup and didn't think oh that's martin freeman under there no i never thought it was martin freeman no No, i didn't for me obviously seeing this a lot more times now it's like yeah that does kind of look a bit more obvious if you look really closely but (laughs) But it didn't take me out of it too much but but when that happened i was just thinking it was kind of just getting trippy again and a bit more of an illusion yeah and his mind was just ended up kind of because obviously seeing him shoot himself yeah yeah all of that so i wasn't thinking it was going to end the way it did yeah that's that's right yeah so now we're kind of coming into more the like let's have a look at your life shall we type of thing of goodman's past kind of reminds me of the ghost of christmas past a little bit yeah yeah a little bit yeah so it's revealed with all these like numbers and stuff and all these other aspects that um, he was kind of picked on as a young boy in this woodland area and these bullies were... Chucking glass at his forehead uh, or holding a bottle and chucking yeah. stones so that yeah, the glass yeah, would typical. break. And there was a tunnel yeah. which had numbers in, which yeah. is this is where the numbers are all coming from. Yeah. And this, this young 
um, I don't know. I don't know what the politically correct term is, but what would you say he is like? Just it's mentally. I don't know. Maybe it might be like um, possibly Down syndrome. Down syndrome, or something like, or something along those lines. Yeah, he's he's not all there basically. He's got a disability of some form, uh, yeah. and the bullies know that he's one of those kind of. He's more succumb to oh, like oh, you know, innocent mate. at yeah, heart and yeah. more vulnerable, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I just think these two people are awful. Yeah. These school bullies, yeah. Like, I kind of wish I'd seen that they would die instead, mm-hmm. to be fair. Like, you always want that, don't you? You don't want the nice people, uh, the vulnerable to people yeah. to be hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So the cold, what, cold, Kojak or something, I think, because he's mm-hmm. obviously he's not, not that smart. So it's kind of like a little ironic name, nickname to give him. Mm-hmm. Um, so go into that tunnel and count, like, all the numbers that I've written in there. Don't stop. A thing, and then you can be in our gang type of thing, and this leads to the tragic incident where he's he goes crawling to this really tight space, and he has an asthma attack and and dies, and then it's like, well, Goodman, why didn't you go home and tell anybody about this? You kind of just left it, so there's that whole guilt aspect. But why didn't you just go in and help him get out? Like that's the yeah, bit, I know. Like... Yeah, you thought well, but he didn't obviously like want to get hurt by the. The bullies. Yeah, but I feel like at least you could get him out, and then it's up to it'd be up to him to mm. voice it. Then, like as long as you could get him out of there, yeah. he might not have been dead. I know it's that's what I mean. It's like it's your fault that you could have done something. You could have yeah. sent for help, but you didn't. You'd kind of just he ran could have, away. He could have helped him, and then if 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 Kojak wanted to say, "Well, they did that to me. They made me go in this tunnel," mm. then it's not on. Goodman's no. head, is yeah. it really? But it was cowardly, and he ran away. And that you've kind of got somebody's death on your life there. To be fair, that's it. Yeah, which is this not, world. Was... That's why I hate kind of falling out, falling out on an argument or something, and then falling asleep and not yeah, being okay, okay with somebody. Yeah. Because what if they they die mm-hmm. in their sleep or they're not there the next day? No, absolutely, yeah. Like that, then guilt and regret, which you can never change. So obviously the boy then is Kojak that he's been seeing throughout. Yes. Yeah. So it's got the hood. He's kind of like more like a zombified yeah. kind of oh, manifestation. And then that becomes creepy again, and I don't understand. And the finger thing's there again. So he pulls right. him. No, no. So now we can get yeah. into that. Yeah. So the finger thing. First of all, the... never put your finger in no. your mouth. <laughs> okay. Noted. <laughs> um. So that is, it definitely comes more prominent now thinking about it because how it comes about because it's sort of like a reveal behind the curtain and then he's kind of like lying down above him and he's wearing like those hospital gown now. This is Goodman, this is. And the finger goes in the mouth as he's hovering over him and the lights are flashing in this, this room like what's going on here. And then as it kind of flashes, flashes, flashes and it's like, right, this is now the reality. The tube that's in his mouth is representative of the finger of Kojak and the the girl and all these other aspects that now come more into play as to like how the situation is because what's happened is he's in a coma. He's actually the one with the locked in syndrome because he's tried to take his own life with the I'm presuming like I don't know if it's ciphering gas, that may be another thing. In, in the, the car. car. Yeah. Doing that's why you see the reflection in the car because that's where he died. And then there's all these other aspects like you you see like the young boy being like one of the like one of the hand on hand nurses or doctors, whatever. Yeah. And then Martin Freeman comes in and 
saying like, oh, what do we recognize on the diagnosis? And says like, oh, something about the, oh, I would have done it with a shotgun to the head. And that's yeah, all the, all these other aspects of like, oh, okay, that's kind of piecing that. This is, this is all the stuff that he's hearing, Goodman's hearing in the background as he's, as he's laying there motionless and can't do anything about it. And he's, you know, the mind is just making up these scenarios. So it's all, it's almost like a, it was all a dream kind of thing, but not because it's a bit more like, not as it's all in his lame head. as that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in his head. And it's, cause that's, the, that's the big twist really that he's and obviously, essentially um, toast. Tony as well. Yeah. He's the, the clean, the janitor. Yeah. And he kind of puts the TV on for him and so the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And that and it's like, oh, right, some some beam because he obviously said that when he was talking to him and and then he gives and you also see this shots throughout pepper throughout the film like this shot of like a, a ceiling light almost like some curtains wafting and the thing you think what's what's that in relation to and that that comes at the very end where it's kind of like it's because he's wheels over like this mirror so that he can see a bit of the outside world from the window and then the bird that also splatters into the window at the end to signify like that's in the earth. A thing that because the the boys were also playing in outside the the tunnel with like mm. dead birds and stuff and so that's another recurring theme and there was the, the, the bird girl in, the with, little girl was playing with so well she had it I yeah. think yeah and, and there was a a doll in the corner that was the yellow dress doll, doll yeah and yeah and all this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. so it's so all linked too. yeah it's all linked so I think it's it's quite cleverly done how that all comes about really I don't think I will watch it again no. No, it scared me too much. And it, to be fair, I think because I know what's coming, it would be okay, but it still scared me. Well, I, think that's, I think that's a sign of good horror film. You don't want to, if you're to watch, re-watch horror yeah, films. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't to, to, be to, not be, to not be scared yeah. of them. Because then it's like, oh, what's the point? It's not really doing its job. And so that's why I'm always on the lookout for things that do try and scare me, especially if I haven't seen them before. And it's like, or people recommend them. And it's like, okay, let's see if this does actually scare me. And then it doesn't because you're a weirdo and you don't get scared of anything. <laughs> that's not true. There's certain things that might not be conventionally scary to some people, and that, but I find do quite find quite terrifying. So, Good. Yeah. <laughs> things that we might cover in the future. But never know. No, we're just, yeah. now that that's, we're getting wed... We're just never doing Halloween month now. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's in his vows. No, it isn't. It is. It is. No, Monster March is gone. But... <laughs> Halloween's God. gone too. No, no, no. It's going to be now two months of Christmas. No. <laughs> Did you actually send me something for Christmas? You just so it showed, showed me something. It was a movie, I think. Mm-hmm. It's coming out, so that's what we're going to be potentially cover. Mm. Um, right before we go into scoring... Um, I've got some in the little booklet of the the Blu-ray case. I've got there's this little thing that says about the direct what the director's like top ten scary movies. Which incidentally, the Andy ne- Nyman, I'm probably saying that right, is the one who plays Goodman in the film. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's a, it's a co-directed film, so he's kind of like assistance from this other from this other person who's involved as well. But so. His top ten scary movies, according to him. Have I seen any? No. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Tell I there's one. But, okay. So, session nine, which I have seen, and I thought it was okay. It wasn't particularly scary. It had a, sort of a twist, but I think there was there was something that kind of like a bit 
comical about it. There wasn't unintentionally, but... Why can't we watch that one then? <laughs> <laughs> Number nine is Deep Red, which I've got down there. I think it's sealed, I think. But it's definitely... It's like an Italian horror film. That You've not seen it? No, I've not seen it, no. I've seen most of these, I think. Um, Maybe a couple. Anyway. Number eight is Dead of Night, which is in like an anthology series of films, short films. There's only one that's particularly like memorable in that that would be scary, I guess. But it, again, it's down to what you deem as scary, I suppose. True. Because <laughs> you'd probably be like, "What? This is this is rubbish, potentially." But... <laughs> Why don't we call the ones that won't scare me? Like, come on, hmm. Paul. Number seven, The Haunting. I did want to cover this because this was on the pile of the things that I said. Like this, at some point, I do want to talk mm-hmm. about. The, now, this is one that I do generally find quite haunting. Scary. Haunting, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like one of my favourite horror films. This is the, the sorry. This is the nineteen sixty three one as well, not the crappy two thousand one or whatever it was with um, Catherine Zeta Jones. And I think it was. No, well, you know it's going to be all shit, <laughs> isn't it? Number six, American Werewolf in London. Now, I don't really say this is that scary. It's more of a sort of... It's comedic in a sense, but I wouldn't say it was, like, on the same level as terrifying in any sense, as such, other than being on the moors and a wolf comes after you. But <laughs> that might be scary in that situation. But Number five, Switchblade Romance. I haven't seen that one, and I don't really know what it's really about in terms of energy. This movie's untouchable. It doesn't give much away there, really. But it was 2003, so it's more of a modernish one. But I don't know what's... what. <laughs> 17 years old. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, you have seen Halloween. Do, 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 I know, do, I know. Do, do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking I don't really think I'd... Well, yeah, it's hard for me to tailor what I'd think is a good Halloween film because I don't really enjoy any of it. <laughs> I didn't say Halloween, I said scary. This is scary movies. Yeah, but, but I think this is. I think that's that's like another one of my favourites. Terms of horror films. Alright. Number three, Dark Water, the Japanese horror. I've seen uh, I'd have to revisit it again. It's like a very slow build one with that. A bit like the Japanese ring, which I do quite like. Prefer that to the other one. Um A Warning to the Curious is number two, which I know we've I've definitely seen I cannot remember exactly what happens in it, but it was part of that like series of um, like ghost stories for Christmas set. We kind of started watching, and you were like, "No, no, we we did we did watch one, and you were like, oh, this guy is is really annoying.' And then it's like, is and once that it kind of ended, you were like, "Is that it?" <laughs> kind of thing. It was, and then I said to you, "You can just watch the yeah, rest of it by yourself. Myself. I don't yeah. want to watch it." Yeah. So, I and don't... also, it wasn't Christmas. You were like trying to get Halloween in on Christmas, and I wasn't yeah. having it. Yeah, these are just things to watch. The but... only one that I will allow is the Nightmare Before Christmas because mm. it technically is Christmassy mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of both. And number one, she kind of agree with, but I don't know, it'll be a number one spot for me. But is Wreck, which is a Spanish. Or which is like a found footage. Mm. Oh, so like um, Bly Witch, Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Paranormal yeah. Activity. Activity. Yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Which and that's so that's pretty good. Um, that did kind of initially give me um, scares because it's like cat catching things off guard a little bit, and it's unsettling because it's you know like it's shaky cam type of thing. 
But there we are. So I just thought I'd throw that in before. It's sort of something interesting, really. Now, we come to your score. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a good film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I like the twist. I enjoy the actors within it. I just find really Halloween films hard to score because did I enjoy it? Am I going on enjoyment? No, of course I didn't because I was shitting myself the entire time. So, yeah, I guess I can't go. Oh, yeah, it's a ten because I didn't enjoy watching it. Not that it was rubbish. It was just it. It made me feel scared, and that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. But I don't like feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose yeah. It's a again sort of like a catch twenty two on that, isn't it? So it's like how it made me feel. I would say I want to score it a two. <laughs> But in terms of this, what the story, how the story flows and everything and all the aspects, other aspects to it that puts it all together. I think, yeah, I'm going to have to be fair and do it that way. Mm-hmm. Not that I love yeah. the film and not that yeah. I'm going to watch it next week. No, no. But the way that every little part of the film was thought of and how it all kind of concluded as mm-hmm. a whole, yeah. I'd probably say... And eight. That's very good. I'm very surprised at that. I really, you were sheepishly going into yourself there and thinking you could get like a five or something. No, because I don't really, I don't really want to say eight because then you're like, oh yeah, she'll watch it again. No, no. And like, I don't really want to watch it again, but I can value what. No, no. The, is what, good the, about it. The story of it, yeah. And I could, and I can understand why somebody who would love a horror film mm-hmm. would enjoy it. Yeah, I would. Only going, to, only I'm going to slide a bit higher, so don't have to worry. Uh, Eight point five for me. Eight point five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm fair then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fair. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's kind of lost a little bit of its charm from like seeing it a fair few times, but it's definitely something I do enjoy coming back to, mm-hmm. especially as like I say, it's got that repeat viewing aspect yeah. to it to pick up on even certain little things that. You might not well, have seen from the first time and, and stuff. Like Shutter Island, it's like Fight Club, it's all of those ones where it's got like that twist to it yeah. that you kind of yeah. want to go back. Yeah. And even The Shining has that. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's why I credited it as a high score mm-hmm. like you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's the Halloween one done out of the bag. Yes. I didn't plan this though because to be fair, we did plan this wedding before we started this podcast, so... This this episode, you mean? No, the whole wedding planning. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Two thousand and nineteen, when we booked his day, it was done yeah. before we did even yeah, did pod- yeah, no, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But it. I am glad that I only have to suffer on this one year. Halloween this year. <laughs> well, you say that one that we've had to sit down and talk about. You mean and go like because I'm not put if I'm putting been having stuff we've been watching when we've got time to spare yeah. it's it's not been like right i'm gonna make you suffer no, and no, put you through fine. the worst the worst or that's anything why like i that. kind of when we went through this and you said i'm really gonna get you scared could, yeah. i was like well isn't that the point even yeah. though i hated myself for mm-hmm. saying it <laughs> i'm like well we want one that sounds good and that yeah. we're both gonna react to instead of something mm-hmm. like the hocus pocus when we watched and i felt nothing mm-hmm. exactly i definitely didn't feel anything for that <laughs> i don't feel anything for the first one to be honest <laughs> anyway so thank you very much for listening to this very long episode. Well, we're making it count, I suppose, yep. for the only Halloween one we're covering this year. Um, if you would like to check out some of our other episodes, including the Halloween ones, you can go 
and do so over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you might get your podcasts from. If you want to follow us on social media, wish us a happy wedding day, then by all means, more than welcome to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are on Instagram, TikTok, and obviously mainly Twitter, I think, by the Mm -hmm. sounds of things, by what Paul does. So if you want to find us and you haven't already, it's under the handle SP underscore film viewers. And wish us good luck and congratulations because by the time that this gets posted, Mm -hmm. Paul's going to be sweating his bum off (laughs) at an altar. Yeah. And I'll be like, hopefully gracefully arriving in a mini, um, in a camper van. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, man. I, I that is the most anxious part of that really can kind of like all the build up and everything the thing but I know once it's all once I'm there, there you'll be fine. be fine yeah yeah you'll be fine and then I will literally be SP yeah that's it Sophie P <laughs> yeah yeah that's right so it will be a little while as I say obviously maybe like a week or so when we get the next episode after this one when this is obviously released obviously for the mini moon and next time you'll hear from us we'll be married couple yeah man and (laughs) wife yep so thank you very much once again for listening and we will speak to you next time speak to you next time bye 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 bye